Well, hey, good morning and welcome. It's the Patriot Radio News Hour on Wednesday, hump day, January 18th. Welcome to the show. Thanks so much for joining us. My name's Homer Lopez. What do we do? The physical delivery of gold and silver. Give us a call. 1-800-951-0592. The lovely Arlene is in today to take your phone call, answer your question, walk you through your order, or go check us out online at allamericangold.com. Point and click. It's that simple. Take a look at all the products that are available to you, and then point and click. It's really that easy. Anything you order, it gets delivered. We guarantee that. And then check out the other pages. We might recommend some books to you, but you can certainly get the news to disturb the comfortable, where we don't tell you what to think, but we certainly give you something to think about. All of this is brought to you by the Patriot Trading Group and its CEO and owner. His name, Joe Jaquin, who delivers economics with attitude daily, Monday through Friday. Joe, how are you on a you're, day? You're all right. You seem a little uh, melancholy. No. It's well, hump day. Well, it's hump day, but today's the day I drive to the airport. I'm taking my daughter back to the airport. She's going back to Australia for another 11 months, and, uh, you know, she's pursuing her higher education as a, well, you can call it uh, Christian music ministry. She's also pursuing, uh, you know, theology itself, and so uh, I'll tell you what, I had the opportunity to see her speak uh, to uh, a, a small congregation of students on Sunday night. My own kid is impressing the heck out of me. So, so what you're saying is she's really going to school with the thought of uh, being a minister. Some type. I mean, whether it's running the music. I mean, her her her. Uh, four she's kids. got a, a music background, but Absolutely. but but she's she's, she's, she's kind of saying that she wants to. Yeah, I like the music part, but I really want to. She she has she has a. Uh, Preach it. It, it! It's a passion that she has, and uh, it's an amazing. It's amazing to see the growth that's happened over the last couple of years. And so today's the day. Today's the day. All right. She got. I mean, I cannot believe she got here right before Thanksgiving. Can't believe how fast. Just it. gone. Two months, just like that, gone. So back to school for her, and back to being empty nesters for my wife and I. So that I don't mind. That part is good. <laughs> that part is good. I hope all of you are having a a great Wednesday. Uh, I don't want to keep saying it, but I'm going to. I told you. I told you so. Gold's up. Silver's up. Again, silver, uh, well, as as expected, uh, $17.30 this morning. At this time, it's Wilbur Ross. Uh, for those of you that don't know that name, Wilbur Ross is Donald Trump's nominee to be the Commerce Secretary. That's your that's your trade guy. Okay, so here's the guy that's going to be in charge of redoing all of these deals. And he is testifying in front of the Senate banking, or well, I guess the Senate, the confirmation hearings that are going on and he had some very, very strong words, not only for the Chinese, but for Canada and Mexico as well, saying one of the very first things he plans on doing is renegotiating NAFTA. And, and of course, the, the first thing is 
This was a trade deal that should have never, ever been passed. This was nothing more than a Wall Street handout. This was nothing more than allowing companies to get rid of American workers. And, and, and it's high time. And, you know, we've talked about it here for at least the last decade that, hey, we're going to want this all back. And in the process of getting this back, you are going to see, I, and I really believe this, the first move in gold, you know, that 250 to the 1900 move, Notice how I said that was the first move. This second move is going to be a much bigger, much more powerful move because what you're going to find out and what we are right in the process, we're in the early stages of finding out that the policies that were put in place decades ago, not only did they not work, we, we essentially gave away our prosperity in exchange for debt with the, and, and, and really I'll call it what I think it is, with the pretend value of that debt giving you the illusion that this was economic prosperity. And really when you think about it, and you really look at what it was that they did. It really does make sense, doesn't it? Let's see. Let's wipe out all of the producing jobs. Get rid of all of those workers. Try to convince us we don't want those jobs. And let's substitute that with debt. And then get you to actually buy it. And that's exactly what they did. Do you think it's up by accident? Maybe it is, right? Coincidence, for those of you that will, oh, it's just coincidence, that they changed all the rules. A little happenstance. Right. Do you think it's coincidence that all the rules changed on all your retirement vehicles? Do you think it's coincidence the story that we talked about yesterday? Were there already now the people that had created the 401k, you know, that was going to be the solution, you buying into these debt instruments? That now they're saying, you know what, we need to scrap that. And we need a program run by the federal government giving you a whole whopping 2% return. You better get ready for what's coming. We're going to talk more Wilbur Roth next. Patriot Radio News Hour, Double J in the love. Wilbur Roth at his confirmation hearing to become the Commerce Secretary. And he, in you know, he's really, and it's funny, I guess. Where was, and of course, Wilbur Ross was on Wall Street. He's a big debt guy. Where were these people when all of these agreements were being passed? Right? Where where was all of the disdain 
was it all then when we were getting fleeced? You know, and, and really, quite honestly, I want to believe they believe their own BS. Right? That's what I want to believe. I don't think they really meant to stick it to the American worker. Well, I really thought, I really do believe they thought it was going to work out just fine. Well, didn't Wilbur Ross kind of benefit from uh, NAFTA? Well, you know, of course he did. Right? They all did. But nonetheless, let's just say he's on the level now. I think we cannot afford trade that is inherently bad for American workers and American businesses, he said at the hearing. Taking a direct shot at what? At Wall Street multinational companies. They used to be American companies. They got American company names. But they do most of their manufacturing where? In other countries. Touting his experience with trade across multiple industries, the billionaire investor is dis- in distressed companies said the United States should provide the that access to nations who agree to play by our standards of free trade. I am not anti-trade, I am pro-trade, he said, but I'm also pro-sensible trade, not trade that is detrimental to the American worker and to the domestic manufacturing base. Apparently, 20 years ago, that was okay. 20 years ago, that was fine. All of a sudden now, to, today, they're claiming that they found, I don't know, they, they found their sensibilities. And now they've decided, you know what? Maybe we didn't have it right, and maybe we do want it all back. And you start to think about all of the things that we hope that this administration is going to be able to accomplish. You think about, how do you think the Dow went on that incredible run? Because let's call it what it was. It was an incredible run. And I'm not talking about the run here that it's, you know, right below its all-time high. That's all make-believe, and and really supported by a corrupt Federal Reserve. If you want to believe that the Dow's at 19,800 points, you can. If you really, if you want, I know that's, you know, that's what it says. But all of that propped up by who? all propped up by a Federal Reserve that came in, printed money out of thin air, and pretended that these companies were solvent. How did they become insolvent? Shouldn't that be the question we're addressing? And 
then you start to think about whether it's P.E. ratios, which are, you know, 20 times earnings, right? And they act like you're, you're buying into some great thing. Why do you think all of these people that uh, are in these that started these 401ks are now all of a sudden all over the newspaper. Oh, well, that's not what we wanted. You start looking at what it is that you really own. Think about it. What do you really own? A house that most of us are what making payments to the bank on that they turned into nothing more than really... They turned it into a stock, haven't they? I'm going to wake up and hopefully tomorrow my house is going to be worth more. (laughs) Right? And then they come out and they tell you, listen, take the equity out of it and go buy stuff. Build a pool. Go on vacation. Buy the boat, right? And then it wiped out millions and millions of them. And then they, they what? They pretended to bring the, the interest rates down to nothing. All that happened is Wall Streeters, billionaire investors, they bought houses by the hundreds of thousands. I know they tell you, oh, look at home prices. They're all back to near all-time highs again. You look at sales of homes. Is bad. They're worse. They're worse. Not as bad. They're worse than they were 20 years ago. They're not even close to what they would consider to be normal. But they don't talk about it. You know what? Hey, if we just don't say that, we just say houses are all time highs. Everybody will forget. And you start thinking about all of the things that have really happened. To get it all back, to to get the jobs back here in America, you're going to see, and this is why, you know, you're seeing the stock market start to struggle now. Well, wait a minute. I know, Donald, you know, you're supposed to say all this stuff to get elected, but then when you actually get into office, you're not supposed to actually do anything. Right? Hey, you're not supposed to do that. Right? Run on the, I don't like TPP, but then when you get into office, let it pass. Run on, I'm going to build the wall, but they actually don't do it. Run on, I'm going to bring the jobs back, but let's not change anything. And now we're sitting here and we understand this is what has to happen. We really don't have a choice. Think about it. We run trillion-dollar deficits. The Federal Reserve pays banks $12 billion a year so they can report phony profits. All so you can what? Pretend that your 401k and IRA is worth something. Of course, we found out yesterday what happened, starting right now. The largest section of people that own stocks in America start turning
turning 70 and a half starting right now. And you're going to have all of this forced selling happening month after month, year after year, and it's not going to stop. I mean, the baby boom generation, it spans, what, a couple decades? And then you start thinking about what, what, the, the GDP of this country. I read a quote, uh, Jamie Dimon. By the way, bank earnings all came in, Goldman, J.P. Morgan, City, B of A, Wells Fargo. You, you notice how you haven't really heard a lot about them? Because they weren't so great. Even after they all padded their pockets with free money from the Federal Reserve, not so great. I heard Jamie Dimon say, well, you know what? Hey, it's possible. Maybe. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but we could get 4% GDP growth. 4% used to be, now that's, that's good. No one called that great. Now 4% is like, well, I doubt, I doubt it, but, you know, it could happen. How did we get to that? Have you ever asked yourself? And the answer really is simple. When And Homer says it all the time. When there's more month than there is paycheck, you start to have a problem. And when you sit there and you think about for a decade, think about a decade, okay? That's... It's not a huge period of time, but it's a good chunk. Ten years. Ninety-four percent of all new jobs created were temporary and part-time work. Those are facts. How can the Dow be near an all-time high when GDP is 2%? How can stocks be at all-time highs when we go a trillion dollars into debt every year? How can stocks be at all-time highs when the P.E. ratios are at levels that really we haven't seen outside of the last 15 years ever? Man, it really makes you think something's got to give. Something's got to give. Now you got a guy that's going to be, be the president. Who's saying, by the way, all the things that were done that allowed for that to happen, I'm going to take away. No more cheap labor. No more bringing in products to sell to the American public without paying a tariff. How do you think that's going to work? They've been showing prosperity with smoke and mirrors. They really have been. And and really to get back to real prosperity, I don't know, $10,000? To really be an American company again? You know, when you sit there and you, and, and really, when you stop running trade surpluses, when you're a net exporter, well, let's face it, we've been a net, net. We haven't been a net exporter for a few years. We haven't been a net exporter for a few decades. We've been a net exporter going on 
America. That's a fact. That's what that means. We bought stuff from foreign countries and sent our money to that country. Period. And we bought more stuff from them than they bought from us. That money doesn't come back here. The trade deficits are half a trillion dollars a year every year. (laughs) And they act like it's a good thing. So what do you think it's going to cost to get that half a trillion dollars a year to stay here? Think about it. Right? When you start thinking about it, here's what it's going to cost. Right? It's going to cost all of these companies that have feasted on you. They feasted on all of us. And they've come out on television and they told you how great they were and buy their stock. And we're such a great run company. Oh, forget that you don't work here anymore. And now Wilbur Ross is testifying that NAFTA and GATT are first. Well, NAFTA is first. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, a daily look at the significant issues of our time from an experienced conservative perspective. Sponsored by Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, this broadcast continues the legacy of Phyllis Schlafly and stands against forces that mock traditional values, slander America, and redefine the family. Now, from the Phyllis Schlafly Center Studios, here's Ryan Haidt. Can you imagine what would happen if a member of Congress suggested that taxpayer dollars be used to support the National Rifle Association? The congressman could argue that the NRA provides gun safety classes and resources to help promote gun safety. They provide an important public service for Americans around the country. However, taxpayer funding for the NRA will never happen, and rightfully so. The reason is simple. Taxpayer funds should not be given to organizations that are involved in lobbying. If an organization puts out ads in support of or against certain candidates, it should not be receiving government money. However, that is exactly what happens with Planned Parenthood. Democrats cry that Planned Parenthood should receive taxpayer funding because it provides a public service. Their pushy claims do not change the fact that Planned Parenthood openly uses their money to get a clearly liberal agenda pushed on Capitol Hill. They will do everything in their power to punish legislators who fight against them. They spent $2 million to fund attack ads against senators who supported an effort to defund them last summer. No rational person can argue the fact that Planned Parenthood is a political organization. This is not just an attack on a few senators. This is an attack on our Republican form of government. Legislators should not be allowed to give your money as personal favors to their campaign contributors. That kind of corruption cannot be tolerated in the halls of Congress. We want our congressmen and women to make decisions based on what's best for our country, not what will put the most money into their re-election war chest. Public service is no excuse for public funding of political organizations. If our nation wants to fund women's health, there are thousands of independent clinics around the country that could use the money to provide necessary women's health services. These clinics do not engage in politics or promote abortion. When our national government pours money into a political organization like Planned Parenthood, the needs of the people will take a back seat to the greed of these political entities. 
This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. In a civilized society, there's no such thing as an unwanted child. Mothers with unplanned pregnancies should be loved and guided toward life-giving choices. At PSEagles.com, you can join the blog conversation on how to protect the innocent victims of abortion, unborn babies, and their moms. That's PSEagles.com. And join us again for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Hello, maybe I've got it wrong. Maybe I've got it wrong. All of these companies that benefited from all of these rules that were, let's face it, let's just call it what it is, just blatant, outright theft of American workers and theft of their jobs, disguised as trade. Don't be fooled. Why do you think these companies lobbied so hard for NAFTA and GATT? Do you think, I, I got it, I know. You, you think it was, you know, John McCain or whatever one of these congressmen that have been there forever, they, they woke up one morning and said, you know what, I know. We should start this free trade thing. They almost act like we were being unfair. Because we had the best workforce in the world, and we were America by God, and we sold stuff to everybody. You know what? That, that, that just wasn't right. That's not right. You think that's why? Maybe that's why. You know what? It was, it was out of kindness. It was kindness that we did it. Maybe some of those liberal senators, yeah, you know what? All those poor people in Mexico and those, I mean, those Chinese people, there's like a cabillion of them. I mean, they're in the rice field and they got oxen. We got to help them. I mean, I know they're communists, but who doesn't love a commie? Everybody loves a commie. You think that's what it was? All of it was to enrich all of these stocks that they're now saying are going to somehow benefit now? (laughs) Am I missing something? Now they're going to benefit from having to come back to America and employ the American worker? See where I'm going? These companies begged for it. Jamie Dimon, his company, they wanted free trade so badly. You know why they wanted free trade, right? Why would, it, why would the banks want free trade? What do they care? Right? They don't, you know, it's not like they manufacture stuff. They wanted free trade. So they said, what? Hey, we want to give these people credit cards. <laughs> we want to sell them mortgages and auto loans and all of that stuff. So they were on board. They loved it. 
Now, how would free trade and how would taking back free trade benefit them? I mean, all these people that they got gave credit cards to and auto loans to and home loans to are now going to possibly be losing their job. Right? We sit there, we've seen what's happened to the Mexican peso, and Trump hasn't even been in office yet. It's getting clobbered. To the point where Donald Trump had to come out over the weekend and say, whoa, whoa, wait, we don't want a strong dollar. Which he's right. And this is why when you sit there, and, and at least for me, and we start watching how all of this plays out. Really, isn't this kind of how it goes? Let's sell them the bill, of go- the bill of goods, pull the wool over their eyes, decimate the middle class, get rid of all the producing jobs. Somehow it didn't work out. Whoops. Right, it's kind of like Obamacare, right? You're going to keep your own doctor. We're going to give 30 million people free health care, and somehow it's going to cost less. <laughs> right? So, I mean, that's what they said. And, and they went all over the country saying it. And we want to believe it. How could the union support trade agreements like NAFTA and GATT? Because they did. Because they wanted to believe it. They were sold a bill of goods. Well, they wanted to believe that it was true. Oh, oh, okay, well, you got it on this. I see it here on this this paper that you say that that this is going to create millions of jobs. And, and, and yeah, you're right. I mean, we're going to sell the Chinese all this stuff. Mexico, we're going to sell it to them. They had no idea. They They were never going to sell it to them because they had to continue the illusion of prosperity and we replaced it all with all of this debt now the bill's starting to come due the boomers are hitting 70 and a half the working male ages 25 to 54 is getting ready to become an endangered species And now, all of a sudden, we want it back. And then you start thinking about all the things that would really have to happen to bring it back. I mean, I think Eric always said it best. He really did. Price of Big Mac's going to have to be $30. Right? We're going to minimum wage. Forget about 15 it needs to be 30. I mean, how else? So so here we are. We are days away from Donald Trump be getting inaugurated. The debt is days away from rolling over $20 trillion. And over the next decade, it's going to double to $40 trillion. Social Security is going to go broke. This is what's gonna. Here's our next ten years. Deficit doubles. 
Right? Does anybody out there disagree that Donald Trump is part of the plan is, hey, we're going to have to blow up the debt to get this stuff back? Right? Nobody disagrees with that, and everybody knows that. We acknowledge that. At least we're getting some truth to that. Hey, if we want to build this wall, if we want to redo all these trade agreements, if we want to cut taxes, and if we want to do it's going to blow up the debt. Social Security is going to be broke within 10 years. It's already broke now, but I guess it'll be... It's real broke now. It'll be pretend broke in 10 years or less. And we're going to have economic prosperity and interest rates and no inflation. It's not going to happen. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back after the break. 800-951-0592. That is our toll-free number. I urge you all to use it. Because really, it's so obvious. And no, we can't grow our way out of it. Remember, that was 20 years ago. We're going to grow our way out of it. The only thing that grew was the debt. The only thing that grew were the trade deficits. The only thing that grew was the size of the Federal Reserve's balance sheet. Really, all the central bank's balance sheets. Now you've got like Bank of J- the Central Bank of Japan. They're like the largest stockholder in their whole index. We have a Federal Reserve that you know no one wants to talk about it. You know they gave the banks twelve billion dollars, right? And they pretended to give the government ninety billion. You know, as rates go up, all of those bets become losers. Start thinking about what really is on the table. Interest rates are going to go higher because stagflation is coming. Because that's what we're going to get. I think Donald Trump, if he's successful, will have been able to work really hard just to stay in place. In other words, Maybe we can just stem the tide here. That's probably the best we can hope for, is to run really hard, right? Blow up debt, infrastructure spending, tax cuts, all of that stuff, just to stay in place. Because all of us know really, and you know it, you really do. We've been losing here. We disguised it as winning, right? They disguised like jobs, right? We don't. Jobs market's not good. And unfortunately, most of the jobs were retails and 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 bars and restaurants, and they got hammered over the holidays. Matt, did you see now pennies? It looks like. Uh, The analysts came out and said, get ready. They think they're going to close 300 more stores. Uh, This is is, uh, in the the business news. It's there. This is fact. 
right? And then you start saying, Tiffany's came out. Tiffany's said their earnings were bad <laughs> because all the traffic at Trump Tower. That's why it was bad. <laughs> you would think, wait a minute, you got more traffic around your, your big store because it's right near Trump Tower. Oh, it was bad. It was bad. Bad traffic. Too close to Trump Tower. You got all these billionaires and billionaires coming in. It's terrible. I don't know. What do I know? Right? <laughs> I'm not making it up. That's what they said. The poor kid. It's terrible. It's awful. I hate it when that happens. So... As we sit here and we kind of think about all the reasons. Remember when he was, if he won, everyone's saying how gold's going to go. That's happening. The head fake was what, when he got elected, right, we saw the, the, the pullback. Now we're getting back into what? Now we're getting back into, okay, we, well, he's really going to do it. We didn't, you know, we, we, we thought he was just kidding. And we're going to try. And quite honestly, I don't even know if it's going to be enough to even run in place. Well, we know Trump's waving goodbye to the longstanding strong dollar. Right? I, I don't know that I've ever heard that before. Have you ever heard a president say that? Those are his words. Well he, mean, he, well, he knows. This is part of the beauty of Donald. He knows. Everybody out there, you better get ready. You think you're going to get your current? No, no, my currency's going lower. And it has to. And And really, when you think about what's the effect on that, Right again, they've got to put more pressure on Wall Street. Right at the same time that all the boomers are leaving, right at the same time that the deficits are exploding. I mean, really, we're in this perfect storm. A perfect storm that they created. You know, you think about what I said about the endangered species called the American male. Ages 25 to 54, Janet Yellen brags every single time she opens her mouth about what a great job they've done with jobs. As a matter of fact, we're back to full employment. Yet less males ages 25 to 54 are working today than 10 years ago. I forgot. Apparently that's how you measure prosperity now. Oh, that's a great thing. I mean, thankfully we got the ladies out there. Apparently they must be doing it all. How is it and where? And the thing you think about when everything's in part-time or contract work. That's really the new, right? Right, it's contract work. Right, hey, we want you to do some work for us. 
we just don't want to have to have to be responsible for your insurance, your unemployment, any of that stuff. We want to be able to get rid of you as we need you. Patriot Radio News Hour final segment coming up. Final segment, Patriot Radio News Hour. Our toll-free number, 800-951-0592. You know, and I've been saying it really all all year. This is the best month to buy gold. Really turned into that. Didn't used to be. But now this is the best month to buy gold. And And really, when you start to think about why that is, We've been living in fantasy land. They want to try to believe that they fixed it. Right? They they manipulate all the numbers. Then they come out and they just repeat it all the time. And they only repeat a little snippet of it. Right? Houses back to all-time highs. Yet nobody buys houses. Right? I mean, of course, most people can't afford one. Jobs, we're back to full employment. But 95 million people aren't in the workforce. Right? They don't give you all the rest of the story. Stocks are near all-time highs, yet their P.E. ratios are near all-time highs. means they're way overvalued. And, and now, all of a sudden, all of that's in danger. And, and you know what? what's really in danger is, is to me, common sense here. And here's why. The thing I'm going to tell you is you're talking about, you know, buying a house, right? Right. And just yesterday or the day before, news came out that the average person doesn't have $500 put away for a broken... (laughs) The average... 70% of people, right? right? But yeah, we're going to buy all these houses. So where are you going to come up with the earnest money or the money to put down on a house? Can someone explain that to me? It's preposterous. It just doesn't add up. But this is why you put some things away. and, And I really... Well, I haven't felt this good about the gold and silver market in the probably the, in four or five years. I think we're on the precipice. We're getting ready here in, into the next run. This last year, right, we had the first plus year in three years, uh, and and I think we're going to have a whole bunch. We're going to start stacking them on again. Uh, the great time to get in. I've got. I still got. You know, yesterday we ran those Saints. At thirteen twenty-five, I still have some of those left. That's the best deal on the table. Why run anything else? U.S. twenty-dollar St. Gaudens, uh, they're thirteen hundred and twenty-five dollars at eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Gold right now is at twelve hundred and thirteen dollars. Uh, silver is at seventeen dollars and twenty-eight cents. Uh, the Dow's down 25 points. As uh, there was some economic data out, uh, none of it was industrial production. Uh, they had uh, uh, CPI was out, uh, home builder index, which was down. All of it was kind of eh, not great. Uh, Goldman Sachs and City had earnings today. Goldman Sachs beat, but usually Goldman Sachs beats like by like a dollar or two dollars. They only beat by like 20 cents, so they're kind of disappointed. City missed on revenues, of course. Most of the, um, pretty much really, if it wasn't for the Fed handouts, none of them beat. 
And so you kind of got everybody on Wall Street a little disappointed uh, as now pretty much we pretty much had all of the major banks all report here in the last few days, and, and none of them blew anybody away. Uh, and everyone's getting ready for the next Trump tweet and, the, of course, the inauguration. Make sure you put some gold away. 800-951-0592. Omar and I will be back tomorrow. Everyone take care. Have a great day.